to Beaver. In the late 50s to the early 60s, a black and white sitcom named Leave It to Beaver was beamed into American living rooms on weeknight primetime. White bread mid-century programming at its finest. The series starred Jerry Mathers as eight-year-old Theodore the Beaver Cleaver, a curious rascal who got into scrapes as he explored his picket fence suburban neighborhood. In one early episode, however, Beaver is bored as hell. His older brother and usual partner in crime, Wally, was away on a Boy Scout trip, and Beaver, encouraged by his dad to have fun on his own, plods from scene to scene, looking for something to do. By the last third of the episode, Beaver is so dispirited, he's singing an old ditty in front of an open manhole. Let's drop in to hear what he's singing. Yes, you heard that right. Beaver is singing, The Monkeys Have No Tails in Zamboanga. Welcome to the Colonial Department, the podcast where we take long-lost stories from Philippine colonial history and bring them to life. In this episode, we answer that burning question of the colonial age. Did Filipinos have tails? This is Season 2, Episode 2, Homo Caudatus. The Monkeys Have No Tails in Zamboanga was no obscure indie hit or out-of-the-blue tune composed on a whim inside the writer's room. To hear it on primetime TV meant that this must have already been a well-known song among its audience. And indeed it was. The U.S. Library of Congress has a listing for an audio recording of the song from 1937, 20 years before the premiere of Leave It to Beaver. It was recorded by Alan Lomax, who was a noted ethnomusicologist who traveled around the country recording folk songs. Folk songs? The song must have been around for some time if it was already considered a folk song in 1937. The song's origins are lost in history, but it most likely began as a military marching chant before spreading across the continental United States until it became a little ditty for little kids in sitcoms to sing. The islands that comprised Mindanao were home to centuries-old independent Islamic states that had long resisted Spanish rule. They'd do no less to their new would-be occupiers, the Americans, who had purchased the Philippines for $20 million from Spain in 1898 but faced stiff resistance across the country when they landed to take possession of their new colony. Zamboanga was among the major beachheads in the American occupation of Mindanao, a town that would become the capital of the so-called Moro province. The soldiers stationed there undoubtedly saw a lot of fierce action, and so you could rightly suspect that the tailless monkeys in the song are probably not referring to monkeys at all. Thank you. 
Comparing humans to monkeys has long been one of the ugliest and most unimaginative weapons of racists. And it often went hand in hand with history's baffling preoccupation with men with tails. As national artist for literature, Resil Moharis writes in his book, Isabella's Archive. Teratology, a term devised in biology to refer to the science of monstrosities or abnormal formations in animals and plants, has a history that goes back to classical and Christian antiquity. Pliny, Ptolemy, Marco Polo, and numerous authors reported the existence of peculiar races of tailed human beings in quote-unquote faraway places like Africa, Turkestan, India, China, Sumatra, and Borneo. Okay, bad pun ahead. But wherever explorers went, tales of tailed human beings followed. Exotic, unexplored lands seemed to be incomplete without sightings of these half-beasts, half-men. It could be a well-meaning mistake. Loincloths flapping in the wind or fur trimmings attached to clothes could, if viewed from afar, be mistaken as tales by foreigners straining to scribble down the strangest sights they saw in their travels. But let's be real, pinning a tail on a human being was a way of marking them as less than human. Throughout history, there was an abundance of reports of tailed blacks, tailed Jews, tailed aborigines, tailed tribesmen. That tells you all you need to know about why so-called civilized people were so eager to find these monsters everywhere they look. The monkeys may not have had tails in Zamboanga, but there were tails spotted aplenty during the long Spanish occupation of the Philippines. In 1696, Jesuit missionaries told an Italian visitor that they were sure that the people living in Mindoro had tails half a span long, or one half of the distance between your thumb and your little finger. It was a claim repeated more than 40 years later when a Franciscan missionary reported that there was a Mindoro tribe who had quote-unquote small tails like monkeys. As has so often happened in the past, two-bit science bent over backwards to accommodate the feverish thinking of the age. After all, if you were going to be racist, you might as well sound smart about it, right? Anthropology and evolutionary biology were roped in to explain these made-up monstrosities until, by the late 1800s, some even labeled them with a scientific name Homo caudatus, which comes from the Latin word cauda, which of course means tail. Many saw these stories of tailed men as the fakes and fables they really were. Anthropologist Edward Tyler writes, When an ethnologist meets in any district with the story of tailed men, he ought to look for a despised tribe of aborigines, outcasts, or heretics living near or among a dominant population who look upon them as beasts and furnish them with tails accordingly. But even so, sightings of human beings with tails continued well into the 20th century, especially in the Philippines. In 1977, a reader wrote to Cecil Adams of the pioneering fact-checking publication The Straight Dope and asked him if it was true that there was a tribe of tailed people living in the Philippines. Adams' response 
by recounting an old story about how, right after Spain sold the Philippines to America, army teams in Luzon stumbled into an Igorra tribe with four-foot tails. Like a bad Hollywood movie, the military moves to seal this tribe of strange monstrosities off from the rest of the world. But a photograph of a tailed Igorot was able to escape this reservation and was gleefully hustled, as Cecil Adams described it, to tourists. This picture was eventually revealed as an easily doctored fake. In his book Isabella's Archive, Resil Mojares corroborates Cecil Adams' tale. In 1929, writes Mojares, a Cebuano article decried rumors that the government was hiding tailed people inside the quote-unquote secret mountain reservation. This Cebuano writer also slammed the unscrupulous practice of selling pictures of tailed Filipino tribesmen to gullible tourists. That same year, an article published in the American Chamber of Commerce Journal even reported that there was an entire tribe made up of tailed human beings called the Ikugan and that they lived among the Manobos of the upper Agusan River. One year later, the San Francisco Examiner published an article with the title, The Man with a Tail, an Igorot of Luzon. It was attacked by patriotic Filipinos who believed that such stories were slander cooked up by racist and imperialist Americans to undermine the fight for Philippine independence. But even if no one seriously believed in Homo caudatus by then, the unfortunate association of Filipinos with monkeys, with tails or without tails, remained. Around that same time, as stories about Igorots and Ikugan were going around, a man named Leon Flores Punsalan was accepted as a Filipino cadet in West Point. He would later go on to have a distinguished military career in the Second World War, with polished service medals and the rank of lieutenant colonel. But throughout his long life, Punsalan would never forget the racism he encountered in the military academy. Hey Punsi, the other white cadets in West Point would ask him, do Filipinos have tails? In 1995, a reporter for the Virginian pilot interviewed Punsalan for the 50th anniversary of the defeat of Japan. Japan has today surrendered. The last of our enemies is laid low. And when the old wiry veteran remembered what he heard in West Point, it still made him very angry 60 years on. As the reporter Charlize Lyles wrote in her article, he still heats up like lava thinking about it. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Colonial Department. Here are the references I used in this episode. The idea for this episode and much of the information written here was taken from Isabelo's archive, written by Resil B. Mojares and published in 2013 by Anvil Publishing. Information on The Monkeys Have No Tales in Zamboanga was gleaned from a summary published in the Sulu Online Library as well as a listing at the U.S. Library of Congress and Patricio Abinales' article, The Good Imperialists? American Military Presence in the Southern Philippines in Historical Perspective, 
published in the Journal of Philippine Studies in 2004. Lieutenant Colonel Leon Flores Punsalan's story is retold in the article, The Untold Battle, Leo Punsalan Faced Envy at Home, Bigotry Abroad, written by Charlize Lyles and published in the Virginian Pilot in 1995. Quotations from sources were read by Anya Ong. The Colonial Department was created and produced by Leo Mangubat. Follow us on Instagram at The Colonial Department.